In today's show, we look ahead to Monday in the NBA. There are eight games on. We talk about what we're watching for, for streaming targets, and for the next four days ahead, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here to look at eight games for Monday, beginning week 16. Let's uh, let's talk about those games, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. Magic and the Sixers is the first game that we're going to take a look at. We know Trumor KK is out. And Joel Embiid is questionable. I fear that Embiid is going to continue to be questionable for a while here. Because his foot is clearly not right. There will be some games off, I'm guessing. He doesn't have a back-to-back this week. He doesn't have one until the 11th of February after the trade deadline. So you know there is some hope. But the next three games are Magic, Magic, Spurs. I could see him sitting one of those three games. So just keep an eye on that. And then for the Magic, it's just OKK, who's on the injury report at this point. On the Magic side of things, we do want to see what the hell is going on with Jonathan Isaac, who's played 10, 8, and 9 minutes in the three games since he returned to action. Will he still be on a 10-minute limit in this game? Will they bump it to 12? When or if ever is he playing 20 minutes? You know my thoughts on Isaac pretty clearly, um, but we still always want to watch to see what the role is and if there's any change in it or if they change rotations up or whatever. I also want to watch Cole Anthony because 28 and 30 minutes the last two games for Cole. Now, there were some weird situations. They were blown out by the Bulls and they rode the bench really hard last game and that gave Anthony extra minutes. But there have been some improvements for him. He's played 20 minutes in seven, 20 plus minutes in seven consecutive games. There are rough nights where he has eight points on nine shots, but then he also has the you know, 16 points on eight shots situation, which we get from him making him at least a stream guy. It's very hard to look at a 24-minute-a-night reserve as a 12-team player, but maybe he's a 27-minute-a-night reserve. That's sort of what we've got to pay attention to here and how that all fits in. For the Sixers, a lot of it is DeAnthony Melton. I do believe that he's a 12-team league guy at this point. So far, Doc Rivers told us about three different starting lineups, and he's used one of them. Um, Melton's minutes are a little bit in flux, 30, 31, 34, and then 23 in the last four games. 23 isn't enough, but if he plays 23 minutes once every four games, then it is enough if he plays 30 in the other ones. And that's what we want to watch. Does he settle into a low 20s role, a high 20s role, a 30-minute role? I think if we're getting majority 27 to 30, then he's a 12-team league player. We do not want to watch that. And then Montrez Harrell. That's really just, hey, if Embiid is out, let's stream in uh, Harrell. And there is a massive chance playing against the Magic the next two games that Joel does sit with that foot, which is clearly bothering him at the moment. On the late, oh, the next game is the Lakers and the Nets. The Lakers are actually one-point favorites in this game. Austin Reeves will be out. Kevin Durant will be out. Benny Simmons and Tony Warren were both questionable. Now, as I just started recording this, the Lakers, which is the first game of a back-to-back, they are going to rule out LeBron and Anthony Davis for game one of the back-to-back. So they will not play against the Nets. They will play on Tuesday against the Knicks. So James and Davis are both out in this game. 
So on the Lakers side of things, I do want to see Dennis Schroeder. This is a good opportunity to use Schroeder with no LeBron, no Davis. He's going to get more usage. It could be a terrible field goal percentage night, but one thing we do know is he's going to get a lot more shots and a lot more ball handling, and that usually translates translates into better games from Schroeder. So he does become an option for us in this game. And I also want to watch Rui Hachimura, who hasn't really blown the blown us away in those first two games for the Lakers. Does he get an opportunity to start in this one? I don't know, but he could. Does he play 30 minutes? We've seen him play 30 minutes before. Is there any difference him playing here? Now, I think what could happen here with Rui is he does see a boost in usage and he has 20 points on you know, 12 shots or something like that and shoots 55% and people get a bit excited about it. So I'd be really looking, if I did have Rui, I would hold and sell high after this game if what I think happens, happens. And that is he has a big performance. For Brooklyn, um, I want to watch Seth Curry, who seems to be establishing himself as that guy. He started over, well, started because Ben Simmons was out last game. But irrespective of that, he's playing pretty good minutes off the bench most nights. 30 plus in three consecutive games and five of his last six games. That's obviously really useful. And with Kevin Durant out, he is benefiting. And also want to watch Simmons, who I don't know what's going on with his injury. I don't know whether he's going to play. I don't even know whether he's a must-roster player anymore with all this uncertainty and uh, low usage production. I still think he probably is. But we just want to watch to see if anything changes at all. For the um, Wizards and the Spurs, the next game, um, Puzingas has been upgraded. He is playing. He's back. So that week-to-week thing was basically one week. He is back and playing. Devin Vassell is out. Romeo Langford is likely out. They said Langford would be out a long time. And then one game later, they upgraded him to questionable. But he's officially questionable again here. I don't know whether he plays. Vassell is out, as we mentioned. If we look at the Wizards side of things, we do want to see what does the return of Porzingis do? How does it impact Avdia? How does it impact Gafford? They are the big two questions. Both guys can be 12-team league players. I'm slightly favoring Gafford. We'll see. What do they do? Do they bench Gafford and put um, uh, Porzingis back into the starting lineup and start Avdia? I don't think they do because they haven't been starting Avdia with Porzingis out, but I guess it's a possibility. Yeah, Kispert will be the guy that goes to the bench, but do they make a secondary change as well? Is Gafford a 20-minute starter in name only, or does he stick at 26-27? These are all really big questions. Also, Dillon Wright, who's played 24 minutes basically a night. Kendrick Nunn is there, and it didn't impact Dillon's minutes at all. He played 26 and 24, the two games that Nunn played good minutes. Um, And we do want to see what Nunn is able to do as well, but I think Dillon remains a 12-team league player. For the Spurs, I do want to watch Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now! Because production's up for him. Usage is up. Efficiency's up. Free throws are up. Is he got a chance to keep that going? I think he's worth having. I think he's worth grabbing. And we see where it goes. He played 36 minutes last game, but under 30 the two prior. It was weird last game because we got gigantic minutes from Spurs players when we hadn't really been able to see that in majority of games. And it feels like the inconsistency is going to bother us for a while. I also want to watch Trey Jones because he wasn't one of the players that got big minutes. Now, he played 30 minutes a night basically for like three weeks straight and then played 24, 26, 27, 25. I can't explain it. They don't have another point guard on this team. So why is he playing so few minutes? I don't really know what they're trying to do with it. I would still hold Trey Jones, but it is a frustrating trend and we do need to pay attention to that trend to see if there's any reality in it as we move forward. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not the daily fantasy that you've seen before. It's not salary caps and lineups. It's just player projections. So you might see Trey Jones four and a half assists and go, 
today's the day. He's going to play 30 minutes. He'll get more than that. So we put that in. Or you might see Jeremy Sohan. Does he get more than 11 and a half points? Well, if you think you do that, you put him into your lineup. And you do between two to six of those individual player projections, more or less. And then you go, um, and you can, if you do that, you can win up to 25 times your entry fee. You can do this in under 30 sec, uh, and in under 60 seconds in over 30 states. You can do it in most of Canada as well and for a lot of sports. The NFL, the NHL, baseball starting up, both men's and women's college, basketball, cricket, golf, um, NASCAR, boxing, MMA, disc golf, it's all there. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to the next one. It is the Kings. And the Wolves, this is currently listed as a Pick'em game. Towns is out. McLaughlin is out. Torian Prince is questionable. Sacramento, as it's been the case so often this season, have a completely clean injury report. Um, I want to watch Keegan Murray because we saw a little stretch of really good play. And then we saw what my fear was with him is that when the shot doesn't fall at 48%, there's nothing else. And that happened last game for both him and Barnes. So what I'm not wanting to watch, like shooting, we know there can be cold and hot streaks, but do something else more regularly. Bring some defensive stats, bring some assists, bring some consistent rebounds. And he hasn't done that. That's where I have my skepticism with him. When he's hot, you ride it. But if he gets cold, you will see minutes get reduced and you will see production reduced. And that's what we want to pay attention to here. I also want to watch Trey Lyles. He's inside the top 100 over the last two weeks because there's a couple of big games in there, a big blowout against the Grizzlies and a big loss against the Raptors. I do not believe that he's a 12-team league player, but... Does he play 20 minutes a night? Well, I don't know, because he played 12 last game. The minutes are all over the shop. 11, 25, 23, 12. Like, which one of those is real? Is it somewhere in the middle? Most likely. Or is it just depending on how competitive the game is? When the game's non-competitive, he plays more. When the game is competitive, he plays less. On the Wolves side of things, um, Jaden McDaniels finally had a good offensive game last time out, but he hasn't really been generating the defensive stats. You know that I think he's a relatively low upside player, and in a 12-team points league, I wouldn't bother with him. But hopefully we can get some defensive numbers back, at least get some steals, maybe a block or two. Part of my issue with McDaniels heading into this season was I wasn't sure how many block opportunities he was going to get playing next to Townsend Gobert. And he started out the season getting those at a really high rate, but things have really leveled off, and he's not a top 100 category league player this, this season. So we see what he can do. Let's see if we can get... A little bit of an uptick, uptick in baseline production. And then D'Angelo Russell, whose minutes are sky high. He had a, a four-game stretch of playing 31, 32, 34, 31 minutes. Okay, that's about right. 32 minutes a night, no problem. And then 42, 39, 37, 37. I don't know what to make of that. You see a 38-minute-a-night player now? It's not like McLaughlin all of a sudden was out because he's been out this whole time. 38 minutes of D'Angelo Russell is a lot more appealing than 32 minutes of D'Angelo Russell. The reality probably sits in at like 34 or something like that. But it is hard to know when things are sort of bouncing around all over the place. And the fact that someone like a um, Kyle Anderson is getting some of the point guard minutes. But the minutes are sky high for Russell at the moment. So let's keep an eye on that and watch where it goes. The, um, the next game that we take a look at is the... What is it? It's the Kings. No, the Kings of the Wolves. Sorry. It's the Warriors and the Thunder. That's the next game. The Warriors are three-point favorites here on the road. That doesn't sound great. Robinson Earl will be out. Pokashevsky will be out. I don't expect Lou Dort to be out. He hasn't been ruled out. He missed last game with a hamstring injury. I'm not expecting him back until the weekend, but we will have to find out on that. Um, uh, Andy Wiggins is probable with his illness. He's missed the last two. He's had a real rough shot of things recently, um, so we'll have to watch that. But he is listed probable, so he should be ready to go. 
For the Warriors, we want to watch DiVincenzo and Kaminga. DiVincenzo has played 30-plus the last two. Kaminga's played 20-plus in all games that he has played, but it's gone down every game, 27, 25, 24, 23. And when Wiggins comes back, can Kaminga actually play 20 minutes? I do have my doubts, but I think Wiggins might be limited. He's been limited for a massive stretch of time, and that will help both Kaminga and DiVincenzo at least sniff around 12-team league value. For the Thunder, with Dort out, they started Aaron Wiggins. And whenever Aaron Wiggins starts, he seems to put up pretty good numbers. So would they go back to Wiggins again as a starter to play good minutes? I'd have to think it's at least a possibility. And that might make him a stream guy. And also to watch the Oklahoma City mudflap Kenrich Williams. He went from 30 minutes to 20 minutes from starting to the bench. We know that there's going to be back and forth. Last game, they started um, Jalen Pig Williams at center. Will they go to Mascala? Will they go to Omari? Will they go back to Kenrich? We don't know. They haven't started the same center in consecutive games for months. It feels like months. It's definitely weeks. So let's see what they do with Kenrich and what his role ends up being. The Pistons and the Mavs, no spread available at this point because we don't have official status on Luka Doncic, who missed the last game with an ankle problem. We know Wood is out. We know Kleber is out. We know Marvin Bagley is out in Detroit. But the big one is going to be Luka Doncic. We want to watch Kelly and Hayes because the rotation is frustrating. Like 21 minutes against the Rockets off the bench. That's not enough. And he is absolutely trending towards a drop. I'd like to give it maybe a week to see whether Alec Burks is traded at all. Or if they make that switch to put Hayes back next to Ivy. I don't feel particularly confident with Burks. And uh, I don't feel confident with Burks long term. Although, as you can see on the thumbnail of this video, I do think he's a really interesting stream guy for us to look at. If they are going to persist with this rotation for the short term, which I do think they are. So we do like the opportunity for Burks to be a nice points and three streamer. But the the negative impact there on Hayes is pretty gigantic. I also want to watch um, what happens with uh, Jalen Duran. Because last game, him and Isaiah split minutes. Now, that's a ridiculous decision from Dwayne Casey, but it's Dwayne Casey. Now, Duran did have some foul trouble in that game, but that's what we want to watch. Even if Duran's playing 27 and Stewart's playing 21, it's annoying. Because Duran was, I thought, thriving in a 31-minute, 32-minute-a-night role. And if he's going to get the top cut off his game, it is a little bit frustrating. On the Mavs side of things, Dorian Finney-Smith has stepped up without Doncic. Can he continue to be useful when Doncic returns or if Doncic returns? That's a big question. He's worth grabbing for now, but his long-term viability is still a bit up in the air. I also want to watch Josh Green, who's getting a lot of minutes. He's playing well, but he's not producing good fantasy numbers. Those two things are not, they don't necessarily always have to be linked, but the fact that he's getting good minutes, 32, 32, 38, the last um, three games for Josh Green, makes us want to watch to see whether he can turn that into viable production. I have doubts, but we do need to pay attention to it. The Raptors and the Suns, that's the next game that we're going to take a look at. The Suns are one and a half point favorites. We know Devin Booker is out. We know Cameron Payne, or actually it's likely that Cameron Payne is out. And we just got an update that OG Ananobi is going to be out for the Raptors. We don't know the status at this point. Actually, no, we do because the thing just came in. Yeah, that Payne is out and Shamit is out again with that foot issue. So all that stuff just hit now. So for the Raptors, we're really leaning into the big sneeze, Precious Achua. He'll start again. He'll play big minutes. And he is absolutely worth grabbing at this point. And then I want to see Chris Boucher, who despite those absences, hasn't really stepped up. Now he can at any point have a randomly big game, but he only played 17 minutes last game and 19 minutes the game before that. And it feels like he's never going to play over 25 minutes or even over 23 minutes at this stage. We can watch that, but I would definitely prefer a Chua over Boucher at this point, given the way they're distributing the minutes. In Phoenix, it's a little bit of a, a, a shit show in terms of predicting Dario Saric's minutes. 
He went from eight minutes as a starter, eight minutes as a starter, to 21 off the bench, 24 off the bench. And then when they said, man, he's been so good, we've got to keep him in the rotation, he played three minutes. And then the game after that, he played 21. So if you've got an ability to predict that, then please let me know, because you can't. It's just all over the place with Sharich. In 22 minutes, he's like a 14-team league guy. In three minutes, he's obviously nothing. Like where, where does his role settle on this team? And then also, we're continually watching Cam Johnson. Now, don't get it twisted. Cam Johnson's a must-roster player without any question in my mind. But can he up some of the other stuff, the steal rate, the usage rate, um, where do the minutes settle in? All that stuff, I think, is a pretty key question when looking at Cam Johnson and the Suns. Today's episode is brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Let's go to the Hawks and the Blazers. The Blazers are one and a half point favorites in this game. Justice Winslow is out. We don't know about Josh the Hitman Hart or Yusuf Nurkic. They both missed last game. I expect Hart will be out, but I don't know that. Nurkic, I'm a little bit more confident that he plays, but again, we just we need some updates on that to get some information in. The Hawks are clean on their injury report. I do want to watch Bogdan Bogdanovich. He played only 24 minutes last game. That's a worry. 24 minutes of Bogdan is not a 12-team league player. Now, he had started the two previous games for DeAndre Hunter, but the last two games that he's actually played off the bench have been 24 minutes apiece, and that absolutely is worrying. So let's watch what that role is. If we go 24 again, then he's firmly on the chopping block. And then we want to watch Nyeka Okongwu. Like, he's played 20 minutes a night. Capella's playing 28. That appears to be what's happening. So he's probably luxury injury stash now, not must roster. I want to see if anything changes with that, but I really don't think it will. For Portland, we do want to watch Drew Eubanks, who'd be a great stream if Nurkic is out. It didn't really work out particularly well last game. They gave some extra minutes to Watford. I would still go with Eubanks over Watford if Nurkic is out. So let's watch that one. I also want to pay attention to Anthony Simons, who still can't really find the groove next to Damian Lillard. Is this game going to change my mind? I don't know. I know he's playing a ton of minutes, like 39-27 in a big win, 39-40 and 40 the last four games. Like, they're gigantic minutes, and it is leading to him just getting bulk by on usage and shots. But there's just not a huge amount else happening for him. So watching that, I think he's really key in trying to determine some future value for Simons. If we look at streaming the back-to-back Monday, it is the Monday, Tuesday, it is the Lakers. We already know LeBron and Davis are out. So Tom Bryant and Schroeder, um, Lonnie Walker perhaps gets a bump. Rui Hachimura, there is good value in streaming those guys with a big possibility Monday and then a lower possibility Tuesday of providing good value. If we look at Monday, um, we look at DeLon Wright, Daniel Gafford. Again, the Porzingis situation can impact that, but they're good streamers. Isaiah, Isaiah Joe with Lou Dort out can always pop off. Um, Royce O'Neal and Seth Curry. Alec Burks as a uh, as a very interesting option in Detroit. Alec Burks. Again, he is starting. He's playing good minutes. He can be a good points and threes player. He's worth a stream at least. Denny Avdia, along with Gafford and Wright in uh, Washington. Someone is going to lose a little bit. We'll see who that is. And then uh, Kenrich Williams in Oklahoma City, who we talked about as maybe an interesting stream. For deeper leagues, Dwight Powell, Aaron Wiggins, Josh Green, Pat Beverly, who had a really big game last time out for the Lakers. Um, Gaz Payton, Gary Harris, 
uh, Trey Lyles and Tory Craig can all be some deeper league streams. And for points leagues, we go to Kyle Anderson. These guys are all available in 40% plus of leagues. Like just add them. Kyle Anderson, Jalen Williams, Alec Burks, Precious Achua, Dan Gafford, Timmy Hardaway, Kenrich Williams, and Royce O'Neal. If we look to the next four days, all of them are low-volume days. So let's just see where we can get players here. Kyle Anderson, a great ad, I think. Jericho Sims with two games. I think he's a pretty strong ad as well. You just made the list. Jalen Williams, DeLon Wright, and Daniel Gafford. I would add those guys two games over the next four nights. Pretty solid value for them. Again, watching for the Wizards situation. And then in terms of the three-game guys, uh, DiVincenzo's got three games in the next four nights. Probably going to have a rest for Clay and at least one and maybe Wiggins, so he's worth a grab. Schroeder, as I mentioned, we've got the back-to-back here with LeBron out. Big boost for him at three games in four nights is good. And then Kevon Looney gets the Warriors three games in four nights situation to obviously Warriors and Lakers guys getting that three-game in four-night four boost. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.